Welcome to the Hacka Podcast. This is the Hacka Convo that we do uh, pretty much monthly. We, we've been a bit sporadic recently, just with our schedule, my schedule, and, and my schedule. But this is just when Mike and I get together and we talk about different subjects. So uh, we've talked about parables. We've talked uh, about general topics. Uh, last time we were together, we talked about the oneness of God. And today we're going to be talking about baptism. But uh, it's great to have you back on the convo, Mike. Yeah, I'm happy to be here once again. Uh, just surprised you keep having me back. So, <laughs> Well, I had some really good feedback about uh, some of the parable ones that we did, as well as the oneness with God. So I guess people are listening to it. I'm shocked, but we're trialing this new thing mm-hmm. where we're actually doing some video this time. So people will be looking at our ugly mugs and, and let's see how, how that goes. That should plummet the ratings right there. <laughs> the least downloaded video in the history of YouTube. (laughs) No one wants to see that. Well, before we dive into this conversation, I wanted to talk about what you're doing on the Hacka uh, blog. So Hacka.org. That's our website. We, we post blogs on there. We post the podcast on there, uh, different interactions. And you started a, a new series on Paul's writings, I believe. And just last week you, you did one on Philemon. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that was really good. Uh, how to read through that. And you're going to be going through different ones of Paul's writings, correct? Yeah. The goal is to eventually um, um, get through all of Paul's writings. Um, you know, some of them are going to, some of them might need to be split up into about three or four different parts. <laughs> Romans is going to be really hard to put into one blog. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Paul is uh my favorite character in the entire Bible, including Jesus. No, I'm, I'm just <laughs> not including Jesus. Uh, outside of Jesus, Paul is my favorite character in the entire Bible. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into some of the stuff that he says. And some of it hopefully will challenge you. Some of it will hopefully um, be something you've never heard before. Um, so that's that's kind of the goal is to maybe dig out something that could help you, um, in your walk with God. And I know it helps me in my walk with God. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a very, uh, very awesome thing to be able to even study the word of God. Um, but you know, to also be able to break, break it down and help somebody else see, um, maybe something that they didn't see before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to what you get out of that. Cause uh, like you, I, I love Paul reference him often, references writings often. And, and I've been digging more into the New Testament at the beginning of this year. And it's just been uh, great getting into his writings and, and what he yeah. had to share to the church. It, there's so much depth there. There's so much knowledge. And I'm excited to what you're going to be bringing out with with those. And we might even talk about some of them. If we, if we get one that people are really engaging in, we might talk about it on the podcast uh, in yeah. one of these convos. But today we're going to be talking about baptism. So uh, as we do on on these, if you could lead us out, Mike, and and we'll start the conversation about baptism. Yeah, so uh, baptism is uh, obviously a very important subject. Um, One of the things that that I've noticed in my time in in, in Christianity is uh, no matter what you say about baptism, it seems like people just have different thoughts and opinions on it. which has always puzzled me uh, because the Bible is very clear 
um, mm. that there's only one way to baptize, um, that there's only uh, that that uh, it must be done in the name of Jesus Christ and it must be done with immersion. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of the things that that has always puzzled me is a Christian church that would argue that baptism is not necessary. Um, yeah. And, and so, I, you know, I, I kind of I've dug into these topics um, when we talk about the oneness of God, when we talk about baptism in Jesus name. Um, I'm sure eventually we'll get to the infilling of the Holy Ghost at some point in one of these. Um, but, you know, these are things that I've studied uh, for my entire life. This isn't something that I've just accepted um, mm. from a Pentecostal platform. I, I, I believe in the preaching of the Word of God, but I also believe that the preaching of the Word of God should activate you um, yeah. to study it out for yourself, to learn it for yourself. Um, and, and so I don't, um, I don't just accept whatever I hear over a pulpit. Um, I, I try to challenge myself, try to, um, dig into things, look into things for myself. And baptism is certainly one of those things over, um, the last few years that I've really dug into. Um, and it, it just startles me that there are people out there who would argue that it's not necessary for salvation when it's very clear. Jesus promoted baptism. Uh, mm -hmm. The apostles promoted baptism. Yeah. There's really no way um, around the subject of baptism. Um, it was done one way. Um, and, and we see that very clearly from scripture. Um, and so we understand that baptism is not just uh, an outward sign of an inward faith. I've heard that so many times that quite honestly, it, it irritates me. Um, I believe that it most definitely is an outward sign of an inner faith. I do believe mm. that that is part of it, um, right. but that's not all that baptism is. Baptism, baptism is not just simply uh, uh, an outer sign of an inward faith. It is a necessary sign uh, to prove your faith. Um, hmm. You know, like the, the apostle James talks about um, faith without works is dead being alone. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's always, that's, that's probably a discussion for a different time, but when we see the word faith in the Bible, it's not simply belief. It's not simply mental assent. It's mm -hmm. not simply just saying, I believe this. It's a lifestyle that backs that up. And baptism is one of those things. It backs up your faith. It's not right. just saying, I believe this, I confess this with my mouth, but I believe and I believe it in my heart. But Paul would have challenged his audience in Romans chapter 10 to not just say that you believe it, but that there's actually steps that you follow to prove your belief, to show mm. that you believe. Jesus himself said, if you're going to be a disciple of his, you have to take up the cross. You have to follow me. It wasn't just simply, oh, hey, Jesus, I believe you. Uh, mm. It was you had to live a lifestyle that reflected that. And so it's only this modern Christianity where that has seemed to, uh, it seems like that has disappeared. It's And it's disappeared well, because uh, many people don't, want that they they want the watered down form of christianity mm. that basically you know i can come to church once every month or once every week and <laughs> i can just you know uh 
uh, be a part of the crowd. And, and that's never what Christianity was. Christianity is an invitation to be a part of something mm. for you personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just to be a part of a group, but to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And baptism is certainly part of that. We see that all throughout the scriptures. Yeah, you mentioned James talked about that uh, faith without works is dead and that an important part of showing your faith is getting baptized. That That is part of the process. Yes. And I, I think it all started with Martin Luther when, when, when he, you know, made these, when he made that proclamation that, you know, it's by grace alone through faith alone. And mm -hmm. I think he just went too far and the church went yeah. too far. You know, the church yeah. was like, you know, you know, it's faith alone, no works at all. And it's like, well, right. actually that's not what the Bible teaches. And, and, and obviously you, you just look at James that, that it's not what it teaches. And I wanted to mention a couple other things here. Cause, cause you talked about how you talked about these things. And I wanted to mention other portions in, in the uh, new Testament that talks about the necessity of baptism or how baptism is compared to other things. And it would only make logical sense that because it is compared to these things, baptism is necessary. The first one I want to point out is in first Corinthians, Paul compares baptism to the Israelites going through the Red Sea. He talks yeah. about how that they were all baptized into Moses by going through the Red Sea. And he compares yeah. that to the baptism that we experience. And in first mm -hmm. Peter three, Peter, he compares baptism to Noah and his family being saved from the water or by the water. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the flood in, 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 in the ark. So Noah and his family were saved alive in the ark uh, during the flood. And he compares that to baptism. So my question to those who feel like baptism is not necessary, it's not part of the salvific work of God. It's not something that people need to do. My question is, is were any of the Israelites exempt from going through the Red Sea? Like, were any of them saved without going through the Red Sea? Did not. anyone besides Noah and his family survive the flood without no. being in the ark? No. So it just seems by, by these two simple examples, and this isn't going into all of the theology, everything that Paul wrote, all, all, and, and we're going to dive into some of this, all, all the stories in Acts. Just by these two comparisons, you can see that Baptism is necessary, or at least the apostles believed that baptism was necessary for salvation. Yeah, I, I mean, there there are portions, and I'm glad you brought up the book of Acts, because there are portions in the book of Acts where it says that they commanded them to be baptized. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't just, you know, it, it, if if belief was enough, then the they should have been able the apostles should have been able to look at them and say, oh, you prayed really hard. You asked for forgiveness. That's good enough. But right. we don't see that in the scripture. We see we see Peter, we see Paul, we see these other uh, uh, characters commanding them to be baptized. It, it wasn't <laughs> just you just pray this prayer uh, or you just weep these tears. Um, because let's be honest, it, it happens on both sides. Um, you know, no matter what branch of Christianity they are a part of, um, you know, sometimes you can push it too far. Sometimes you can push it too far back. Um, mm -hmm. but the, the book of Acts makes it very, very clear where the apostles stood on the subject. Um, and you know, when, when they command them to be baptized, yeah. that would not have changed. Peter's response would not have changed today. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, 
you know, and a very good example of this is Acts chapter 2, verse 39. We quote this at, with the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but we also forget that he's, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 includes all of the necessary steps for salvation. And when 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 Peter says the promise is to you, to your children, that promise he's speaking of is what he spoke of in verse 38, which is everything, the remission of your sins, baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the Holy Ghost. That entire promise is for you. And sure. then he goes on, the promise to you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So what Peter was not saying was, it's just for this generation. It's just for this time. It's just for the Jews, as I've heard some people argue, which is utter nonsense. <laughs> Peter is saying, as many as are called by the Lord God, anybody who's called by the Lord God, this promise is for them. It's supposed yeah. to be for them. Um, and so, again, Peter doesn't slack away from that later in Acts. I believe it's Acts chapter 10, where he commands Cornelius and his household to be baptized. He commands them, it says. And, and why did he do that? Because I, I believe they received the, the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And so they said, well, these guys have received the Spirit just like we did, so they need to get baptized. Yeah, it's the, the, the logical step is you fulfill all of those things. You repent of your sins. You're baptized in Jesus' name. You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The, the, he didn't take out any of those things in any of these messages. It, it was the same consistent thing throughout the scripture. And, and we see that uh, in Acts chapter Acts chapter 2, especially when he says the mm -hmm. promises to you, to your children, to all our five. Peter was very consistent. Uh, he was inconsistent in other areas, as Paul called him out on. Um, but in the in the <laughs> yes, message is. of salvation, he was extremely consistent. Mm -hmm. He preached the same thing to everyone. Um, yep. And so um, this this nonsense that this is just for the Jews, it, it's exactly what I just said. It's pure nonsense. Peter would have preached the same thing to the Gentiles, and he did preach the same thing to mm -hmm. the Gentiles. So what other... What other reasons is it important to be baptized? We talked about the importance of uh, showing your faith and, and acting in obedience, obviously because the word of God says that, that you need to be baptized. But what are some other reasons that the, that the Bible talks about um, that takes place when we are baptized? Yeah, um, you know, obviously the, the most glaring one is the remission of sins. Um, what people don't realize when you repent, that doesn't remit your sins. That doesn't get rid of your sins. When you repent, that is essentially God imparting mercy and grace to you to look over those sins. But the fact of the matter is those sins are still there. That's why baptism is absolutely 100% necessary. Because when you, until you are baptized, those sins are still attached to you. Um, mm -hmm. And they're still weighing you down and holding you down. So when Peter says, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's exactly what he meant. He meant that the, that is what washes away your sins. That is what gets rid of your sins. And, and you know, the thing is, is baptism, no matter what, uh, no matter what um, religious group you're a part of, Christian group you're a part of, it can become just a symbol, right? Mm -hmm. it, it can just become something that we do because, yeah. Oh, you know, people get baptized. Oh, my mom got baptized. Oh, my aunt got baptized. So I'm, but what what the importance of baptism, why I what I always try to teach 
uh, when I was on the pastoral staff in Philadelphia, the thing I always tried to do was try to make them understand why they're getting baptized before they got baptized. It's not just, oh, let's dunk you in water because that's the cool thing to do now. Mm-hmm. It's this is a necessary step in your walk with God. In order to get um, from, I'm glad you used 1 Corinthians chapter 10, from Egypt to the promised land, you have to pass through the water. Yep. Right? So mm-hmm. it, like you said it brilliantly. Uh, that was actually, I can't really add much of anything to that. Th- they didn't get saved until they passed through the water. And, mm. and so it's it's the same thing in your Christian walk. You don't pass from Egypt to the promised land without going through the water. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, you know, they, they had left Egypt. They had been released. They were mm-hmm. on their way to the promised land, but there was no way that they were going to get to that promised land without going through the water. That, that is such, yeah. such good stuff. But yeah, it's it's for the remission of sins. It's, it's uh, beginning a new life. Old man's passed away. All things have become new. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to highlight, and, and this is often overlooked, and this is something that I I labor on a lot uh, when I'm when I'm talking about this subject again with people who are making the decision to get baptized, or they've already been baptized and trying to give them a, f- a further understanding of, of what's happened, is that it is through baptism that we enter into covenant relationship. And I know we don't really use those terms so much anymore, uh, but the that's what the Bible though. is all about, right? The Bible yeah. is all about covenant covenant relationship with God. And in the Old Testament, we see that the way that the Israelites entered, the sign that the Israelites had entered into covenant with God was they were circumcised. The men were circumcised. Abraham Mm -hmm. did it. His entire family did it when they entered into that covenant relationship with God. In Colossians chapter 2, it calls baptism the circumcision of Christ. And so what it's saying here, what Paul is saying to the Colossians, he's saying that it is through baptism that 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 is the sign of you entering into covenant with God. That is a sign of you entering into covenant in in this new Testament and new Testament is just another way of saying new covenant. So when you're entering into that new covenant with Jesus, the only way you get into that covenant relationship where he is now your, he is now your God and you are his people. The only way is through baptism. And I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to get baptized when all of these things hang in the balance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's always uh, baffled me that you wouldn't want to do whatever you can do to mm-hmm. please God and honor God in your life. And, and and this is one of the things that, again, no matter what branch of Christianity you're a part of, the reality is that we should always be striving for more. We should always be looking for more. It it shouldn't be something where I've reached this level. Now I'm good. Now, now I'm where I need to be. It's a consistent and continual walk with God. I did this to please God. What else can I do? What can I do next? And it's like you said, being dunked in water is not that hard. Um, it's, it's something anyone can do. Um, you know, I, I, have baptized quite a few people. I've never let anyone drown. Thank the Lord. Uh, but, uh, the, the thing that I look at is why would you not want to do that? When you can see so clearly in the scriptures, 
it's all over the book of Acts. And, and this, is, this is the problem, is that in Christianity, the book of Acts is one of the forgotten books, right? Mm. We skip straight from the Gospels to Romans, and we mm-hmm. forget about Acts. And I, I think it's done on purpose at times. Um, and so we'll leave it there, not go any <laughs> further. But the, the book of Acts is what guides us as the church. It's, it's what lets us know how the early church preached and in what they believed and what they mm-hmm. practiced. And so when you look at the book of Acts, it's very clear throughout the entire book that baptism is necessary. You even go into Paul's writings. I forget exactly where it, I, it might be Philippians. Uh, forgive me. I think it's Philippians chapter three, where Paul says, as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So right. without baptism, the, the, the negative side of that is without baptism, you have not put on Christ, period. Mm. End of story. No argument. You yeah. can't make an argument against that. And so if unless you have been baptized into Christ, you have not put on Christ. Why would you not want to put on Christ? And my second question for that is, if you, even if you say, I don't want to put on Christ, well, then what do you doing wanting to be a Christian. You know, the whole purpose is to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. There that's that's right what we're there. here for, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's why we that's why we show up so that we can be like Jesus Christ. And and the only way that happens is to put on Christ. And the first step in that putting on Christ is to be baptized. And and yeah. it's very, very clear. Amen. So so what's the methodology? How do we get baptized? We talked about baptism. We talked about the importance of it. We reference all these different scriptures that say baptism is what you need to do. So what is the methodology to baptism? What is the Bible way that we should be baptized? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, that's an important question, right? Uh, it, it's one we have to answer. Um, and this kind of links to our oneness of God conversation that we had before. Um, Again, these are things that I've studied. I, I, I mean, it may sound like I'm quoting certain apostolic writers and, and stuff like that. And to a degree, I, I kind of am uh, kind of shadowing what they're saying, but I've studied it for myself. Right. And the reality is the only way to be baptized is in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that the scripture teaches to be baptized. And, and you know, inevitably you'll have people bring up Matthew 28, 19. So let's just address that. Right mm-hmm. off the bat, um, you know, Jesus says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Well, mm-hmm. the name there is singular. And so what he's saying, again, this is a verse that I've often used to prove both the oneness of God and baptism in Jesus' name, because it's pretty powerful. When he says, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Well, we have a problem here, right? Either the apostles in the book of Acts disobeyed what Jesus himself told them to do, okay? Mm. Because if you flip over to the book of Acts, the only way that people are baptized in the book of Acts is in the name of Jesus Christ. And even if you flip over to Paul's writings, he constantly refers to baptism into Christ or yeah. into Jesus or into the Messiah, okay? So he's it, it's it's the name is attached to it. Paul himself said, we don't do anything outside of the name. Mm. Um, and so uh, Peter said, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If there yeah, is no other name forward. other than the name of Jesus, why would you want to be baptized in any other name but the name of Jesus? 
Why would you exactly. want to be baptized in titles that are not names? That is mm. not, it, it's not a name. And so either the apostles completely misunderstood or misrepresented what Jesus said, or they were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do in Matthew 28, 19. And they carried it to the next logical step saying, oh, hey, we know what the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is. That's the name of Jesus. We understand right. that he's all of those. He, he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so we're going to baptize in that name because we know what that name is. Right. And you see the, the corresponding passages like Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, is uh, a portion of the Great Commission. And you see Mark and Luke have accounts of the Great Commission as well, same as Matthew. And you see in those accountings in Mark and in Luke, their references are to the name. It says, uh, I think is Mark uh, 16, it, it talks about, you know, going out in the name and, and mm -hmm. casting out, um, what, oh, what's it, what, Mark casting 16? Casting out demons. 16. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no deadly, taking up deadly baptism. serpents, nothing's going to harm you, and it's in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, it's in, the, in his name is what he says. And then in Luke it's similar talks about the name doesn't reference father son holy spirit at all and these are right. corresponding you know luke is writing the account of the great commission mark is writing peter's account of the great commission so either um matthew is completely i heard someone say uh you know matthew was there on the day of pentecost why didn't he stand up when when peter was preaching and say hey Hang on a second, Peter. You're telling people yeah. to get baptized in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I heard That's something different. <laughs> yeah, Jesus told me something different. Right. Uh, and, and and even the Catholics, though they uh, in their encyclopedia, uh, the Catholic Encyclopedia, and and his historians will uh, accept the fact that that none of the disciples were baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And right. these guys are the foundation of the church, right? Mm -hmm. We're yep. built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And so I guess we just decide to change that. I don't know, but. Yeah, I, I, I can't answer you there. I'm not a Catholic, uh, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, not to uh, blast anybody or, or anything like that, but this is unfortunately where man-made dogma enters. And, mm -hmm. and people start making their own rules and interpreting things yeah. the way they want because it's beneficial for them. Um, but the reality is we know what the apostles taught. It's very clear. It's, it's, it's not something that can even be argued um, against. It's, it's something that's very, very clear in Scripture. Right. Yeah, like point us to a Scripture outside of Matthew 28, 19, where people yeah. were actually baptized in the name of exactly. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And actually, they were. Every single time they were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because the name is Jesus yeah. Christ or the Absolutely. Lord Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, that, was... that phrase was never used. Yeah. I, I, I used to tell people uh, when I would teach on this, because I've taught on it quite frequently, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can... <laughs> If you can show me one passage in Acts where they baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, um, never had anybody challenge me on it, um, and and they can't because yeah. it's not there. Well, um, thank goodness because you you probably didn't have a hundred dollar note in your pocket. <laughs> no, I did not. That's how confident I was. That's how confident you were. They wouldn't find it. <laughs>
I've been, I was like, man, I've read through this book quite a few times. I'm pretty sure it's not there. <laughs> and I think the the amazing thing about uh, baptism is it, uh, is that when when the Bible talks about baptism in Jesus' name, we see in Acts two they're baptized, and these are the Jews. He's preaching to the Jews on the day of Pentecost, and they're baptized in the name of Jesus. When when a Samaritan is welcomed into the church, he was baptized in the name of Jesus. When Gentiles mm-hmm. were welcomed into the church. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. And, and then you see the account of uh, John's disciples who were, they were baptized. This is later in Acts. They were baptized unto John's baptism. And uh, was it Peter that was talking to them or was that Paul? Do you it was remember? Paul. It was Paul. Paul, yeah, in Acts chapter 19. All right. Well, maybe you should tell it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can if you want me to. Uh, just teasing. But yeah, Paul in, in Acts 19, he was... He's, he comes up to these guys who've been baptized unto John's baptism. And, and, and as you said at the beginning, you know, Jesus talked about baptism. The disciples talked about baptism. John talked about baptism all throughout from the beginning of the New Testament all the way through the end. Mm-hmm. Baptism is there, right? And so these guys were baptized unto John's baptism. And then we see uh, that, that Paul doesn't just accept that and say, okay, well, just put your faith in Christ and we'll be okay. No, he, he tells them, Okay, well, have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you been, have you been baptized um, in the name of Jesus? Basically, mm-hmm. is what he says. And 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 they go ahead and pray for them to receive the Spirit, and then they rebaptize them in the name of Jesus, the correct, proper way. And so yeah. we we talk to people about that when when they have been baptized in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the name of Jesus hasn't been evoked over them. Uh, we do show them that example and say, hey, there's an example in Scripture where people who unfortunately were were led uh, astray or you know uh, were baptized the wrong way according to what the bible teaches that these guys were rebaptized the appropriate way mm-hmm. so then they could have access to everything that we've talked about they could enter into covenant relationship with Jesus they could have their sins washed away um, they could begin a new life in Christ none yeah. of that happens before you're baptized in the name of Jesus yeah, I mean, and you you brought up some really good points, um, but but the thing is, is that you know when when we're baptized, it it does begin a new life for us. It it's mm-hmm. a brand new start. It's a chance to start all over again, and that's that to me is the most powerful thing about baptism. When you think about the weight of sin, when you think about the the issue, just look at the world around you. I, I mean, it's 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 not hard to see the effects of sin, and and right. people look at the things that are going on now and and think, you know, this is somehow new. It's not new. This has been going on for thousands of years. People have been suffering, suffering, and suffering for thousands of years because of the weight of sin. True. The thing that makes baptism so powerful is that it gets rid of that weight of sin and allows you to completely start over. Yep. It's a brand new start. And th- there's nothing more powerful than that. I, You know, how many times do you hear people say, I wish, you know, at the end of their lives, I wish I could do this over again. I, w- I wish I could do this yeah. over again. That's what baptism allows you to do. Yeah, it, it, it pushes that button and, and it's as if nothing happened in your past. And it's it's hard to explain how powerful that is Mm. um until you've experienced it once you've experienced it 
I've had the the privilege and the honor of baptizing quite a few people. And the the number one thing that they tell me is, man, I feel good. When they come up out of the water, mm-hmm. I feel good. I feel changed. I feel different. You know, and, and, and you're going to feel different. And the reason you're going to feel different is because that weight of sin is no longer there. It's more than just a show. It's it's more than just something that we do uh, just to be a part of a religious program. It's something that we do that shows that we're honoring God and we're faithful to God in our lives. And it's showing a, a turnaround. It's mm-hmm. showing I'm not content to live this way anymore. I don't want sin in my life anymore. I want the Lord Jesus Christ to rule and reign in my life. And that's what makes baptism so powerful. It's turning from one kingdom to another kingdom. And Amen. and and that is that is why I believe that the devil uh fought, has fought so hard over the centuries to eliminate baptism to talk about how baptism is not important. It's just an outward show of an inward faith. You don't really need it because he knows the power that's in baptism. He knows that it, it that that it's more than just uh, going down in water. And we could talk about immersion. We could talk about the fact that anytime somebody was baptized, it was always by immersion. Uh, but the word baptism itself means immersion. Sprinkling will not get you the same thing because it's not in obedience to the word of God, period. End of story. Mm-hmm. And that's all. I, that's all the time I need on that. Um, but the, but the thing is, is that he tr- he has tried for centuries to eliminate this this baptism because he understands the power behind it. We could talk about Moses uh, um, and, and the blood that he painted over the doorposts so mm. that the that the avenging angel would pass over and would not take vengeance on the Israelites. That's what baptism is. That, that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I, I preach it with such passion and with such fervor, because it's the it's the blood painted on the doorpost. It's right. it's it's God passing over that sin when he has every right to take vengeance on that sin. He has every right as creator, as judge, as as executioner in some senses. He has the right to do that. And mm. he doesn't because he sees that blood. He sees you going down into uh, that powerful name of Jesus Christ. This is why we teach. It has to be done in Jesus' name because that's where the power is. The power doesn't come from the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It comes from the name of Jesus. That's mm. the only place that it comes from. This is why Paul said anything that we do is done in the name of Jesus because right. that is where the power is. Yeah, amen. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And we could go on and on and on and on talking about this. We're both very passionate about it. We love it. Uh, but uh, we got to stop somewhere. I did yeah. want to mention that, you know, and, and I think we did say this, but I just want to mention all this is done uh, through faith, right? We have to have yeah, faith absolutely. in Jesus. Yeah. We have to believe in the, in, in the power of the shed uh, blood at the cross and, and that that finished work at Calvary has taken place and it, our faith through our faith in that, through our faith in Jesus, you know, that then we respond by being baptized. And we mentioned that at the outset, but I want to mention it again, because yeah. we're not saying that, you know, you just go around Bondi beach or, or go down to the local swimming pool and you can just dunk people underwater just start in Jesus people. name <laughs> and, and their lives forever changed. No, they, they have to have faith. We have to have faith. So it's not something magical 
uh, but it's something that is supernatural that happens when we're baptized. Man, I'm, yes, I'm fired up. I, I, I've really, <laughs> I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, I hope people enjoy it as much as we have. I, I know you've enjoyed it. And uh, so if you guys want to keep up with what's going on, we're, we're trialing video. We'll see uh, if we actually do produce this as video content, but we're trialing video. We, we want to uh, get better with, with, with this podcast so we can reach more people and, and share about the great things uh, of God. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, Mike, before we wrap up? Yeah, I, no, not really. I mean, I feel like you summed it up perfectly. It has to be done in faith. Um, I, I think there are some branches out there who think that we don't, you know, that that for whatever reason we don't exhibit faith. Um, we don't. It's not that we don't exhibit faith. It's that we back our faith up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that we we don't just say we believe something. Um, and when I say we, I mean the apostolics. Um, we don't just say we believe something we back it up with action. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's important. That's absolutely important. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I have to say on that. Um, I've enjoyed this. I, I, as you can tell, I get, I, I could get passionate about anything that has to do with the Bible. Uh, but you know, especially this kind of, this and the oneness of God, I just love this stuff. Yeah, those last few minutes were, were fire. But, well, guys, thank you for joining us for, for this conversation. Uh, I hope it has helped you. I hope it's equipped you. And, and obviously, we haven't touched on anything. So feel free, uh, leave comments. Uh, talk. You know, if, if we miss anything, leave it in the comments. But connect with us. Connect with us at hacka.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we'd love to connect with you all and uh, continue to grow together as we strive to serve God the best way that we can in this changing world. So thank you for joining us today and uh, we'll see you next time on the Hacker Convo.